0: divorce is hard, it's painful, and many times a truly isolating event. Growing up in the church, I didn't hear much concerning this topic, so imagine the shame, the fear, and anxiety now having to navigate this space in my life. But here is my now resolve. I am not my divorce. And nothing in my past has the power to stop God from loving me, nor does it diminish my worth. And I hope you come to realize the same. Join me along with some special guests as we walk with transparency through our healing process. So we are we are doing something a little bit different tonight because Alyssa is my. First guest that is on that has not gone through a divorce. Praise God. Praise Uh, God. (laughs) God. (laughs) But you know what? Um, I was really impressed of the Lord about maybe a month and a half ago to have her on just to talk about marriage and just some really key and important nuggets that she has learned along the way that can translate for um to those who are married and when me and her the times that we have talked a lot of our stories has paralleled with some of the things that we have gone through you know unfortunately you know my marriage ended you know in divorce but I really want to bring her on because something that she has said to me very, um, that's been very key is the ability to make a decision, right? The ability to make a decision um, in that covenant. And there was a period of time, and I know she's going to share a little bit of her story, her marriage story. There was a period of time where she and her husband considered getting a divorce but because of a decision that they made we are here and she has been such a inspiration and example just watching her and seeing the love that she and her husband share and all the nuggets that she drops all the time i'm a huge fan because um i believe that love is a beautiful thing because god is love he created us to love he created us to have someone to love to share our lives with um and so again i just wanted to bring her on tonight a little bit of a twist but i believe that she has something some things to share that are very important so listen we're going to jump right in it like how we usually do. we are conversing on the phone but You put a post, um, about a month or so ago that was really triggering for me. And, you know, me and you spoke about this and it was the idea of marriage being a covenant between two people. Right. And that it was not a group decision. And, um, very specifically your post talked about marrying him or marrying her does not mean that you are marrying the family although you are marrying into a family and the family yeah. can be an integral part of the relationship they're there for support for you know guidance whatever you know but going into marriage you have to understand that your covenant is between that person and the Bible says it very clearly that the two, two people, the man (laughs) and the woman, the two people are coming together to become one, right? It's Uh not my mama, me, my mama and my wife, or me and my dad and my husband, it's the two individuals. And so, you know, speaking from a, a divorce perspective, And having talked to people that have been divorced, a lot of times family dynamic, right, in laws, sisters, brothers, cousins, (laughs) uncles, the whole um, sometimes can play a part in the dissolve of a marriage because instead of there just being two people, right, walking this journey. Trying to figure each other out, trying to figure out how to merge their singleness to become yeah. oneness. Um, you have outside influences, and if not careful, those outside influences can take over the marriage, right? Yeah. And then it, it's not just me and you; it's me and you and everybody else that has everybody been else. Into, right. <laughs> Everybody else,
1: yeah,
0: that has been brought into the marriage and. A lot of times that becomes very unhealthy, you know, especially if the outside parties have a level of dysfunction or negativity or toxicity or whatever. You know, people have their own preconceived notions and sometimes they will deposit that into you. And then the next thing you know you're looking at your spouse side eye you know when, yes. it's be, <laughs> when it's supposed to be you two coming together so absolutely talk to me i know me mean you have talked a lot about this offline you know especially with your story and kind of how that played out in your marriage and how that was you know definitely a difficult time for you absolutely um So
1: for me, it was, I think, in our defense, we got married fairly young. Mm -hmm. So when I got married, I think I had just turned 24. I mean, like, when I say just turned 24, I think I turned 24, like, three weeks before we got married. Wow. So was 24 um what 24 year olds i think he was 25 he was turning 26 on our honeymoon actually (laughs) um so we were young that that's the beginning of this is we were young so i think one of the things that happened in our marriage is because we were so young a lot of people um that was everybody that was around us um gave a lot of advice Mm-hmm. um but sometimes that advice wasn't given in a way that it was advice it was mm-hmm. almost like a directive wow. um and because we didn't have certain boundaries set up um we hadn't mm-hmm. talked and discussed okay what's okay what's not okay um mm-hmm. it started to wear on our marriage
0: wow. heavily
1: like heavily mm-hmm. weigh on our marriage and um the time that you're talking about um I wanted to give brief for how young we were is that mm-hmm. because always when I say talking about my marriage now I'm 33 and people are always like oh marriage and they come to me talking about marriage and I'm like guys I actually been married for almost 10 years mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. it's like I'm not really new to this right uh, I'm true to this so right I um am just considering, We were young. We got married. It was all of these advice, you know, and we had to learn how to eat the fish and spit out the bone. Wow. Mm -hmm. Eat the fish and spit out the bone. And that was concerning everybody. Um, My parents, of course, will be married for 50 years this year. And um, to God be the glory, because that's a long time. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Um, But their advice to me was always fix things in your marriage.
0: Wow. Mm -hmm. The two of
1: you. Um, I think you and I were talking earlier and I was like, I can call my mom right now and be like, oh my gosh, Kendall, blah, blah, blah." I could go on. And she'd be like, okay. And go talk to your husband. Right. And that's it. Like, that that's not it. She'll be like, I'm praying for you. Uh, mm-hmm. that's it. But she's not going to interfere mm-hmm. at all. So I think a huge part of our marriage was we didn't set boundaries. Um, yeah. and those boundaries are different for everybody. hmm um, you know, some things I'm comfortable with, he's not comfortable with. Um, some things he's comfortable with, I'm like, Ew, I don't know, about
0: mm-hmm. that.
1: um, or like even things that you discuss with mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. things we had to learn to really buckle down and talk to each other
0: mm-hmm.
1: because the point in our marriage where everything really came to a head was. In the first five years of our marriage, um, somebody has said to me, you know, between years five and seven, they're the hardest years of your marriage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being young, I'm like, girl, what? <laughs> right. Whatever. Um, a month shy of our fifth anniversary, randomly, my husband, um, well, I'll go back a little further. Probably a couple weeks before that, I heard Holy Spirit very clearly, quit your mm-hmm. job. And at the time I was a college professor. So I'm like, what do you mean quit my job? To do what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, quit your job. And I'm like, all right, okay, that's weird, but I heard it, went to Kendall mm-hmm. and was like, God told me to quit my job. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I know you don't lie about God. So if he said mm-hmm. it, all right, cool. That was September 4th.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: September 14th, I believe it was. It was a hurricane, and now the How this is set up, in hindsight, Mm -hmm. I'm like, God, you were setting us up for something. I Mm -hmm. didn't know what you were doing, though. September 14th, it's a hurricane coming to North Carolina. So I'm like, let's just go to my parents' house so that we can just kind of relax, like get away from it. Go to my parents' house. We skip the hurricane. My husband is coming down the stairs. He slips. Now, my husband has played football since he was probably like eight. Um, He Mm -hmm. went to college for football, all of that. Never had any major injuries. Mm-hmm. Coming down the steps. My parents have a big house. Um, Coming down the last three steps, he trips over the next to the last step and lands. And when he lands, I'm in the kitchen chilling. I think I was talking to one of my mentees. And my mom comes in. I see her face and I'm like, why are you looking at me like that? Mm-hmm. Kendall like, fell down the steps. And you know me, I chuckle. I'm like, Lord, what in the <laughs> world? And I can tell by her face that it was like, Mm, something, right. something weird. So mm-hmm. I said, okay, all right, Um, what? And she was like, I think you need to come see him. So I come mm. out there and he's literally over the floor on his back. And I'm like, did you pass out? Like, what's wrong? Whatever. And he's like, my leg. I can't move my leg. I'm like, wow. what is wrong with your leg? Long story short, he tore his quad. And I don't mean wow. like a... Minor tear. This man tore his quad like it was like a 98% tear mm-hmm. coming down the stairs just randomly. The mm-hmm. way he landed, I guess when he caught himself, he did that. So, of course, God told me to quit my job. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I knew then it was to be a caretaker because yeah. when you tear your quad, that's your leg, you can't move. Right, right. So I had to do everything for him. But it was in those months of that recovery. It was a long recovery. He was only supposed to be out for six weeks. He ended up being out for 20. We never lost anything, praise God. But what it did to our marriage was it shook up everything that we thought we were creating. Everything we thought we were creating. And you put a man in a position where he cannot provide. Mm -hmm. And when I say everything came to the surface, everything came to the surface. Mm -hmm. And it was like, we just couldn't like mesh. Like we, we couldn't work together. It was like, there was tension mm-hmm. for months. And I'm like, I don't get it. This is different than what, who he is. I don't understand what's happening. And we sat down and that was the conversation that I had posted about. We sat down and I said, um, we're gonna have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. We're either going to stay married and work mm-hmm. at this or we need to go our separate ways. So we honestly sat at the kitchen table that night and started talking about what divorce looked like. Mm -hmm. It was a very frank conversation. Okay, am I moving back home to Maryland? I don't wanna go back home, but I will because I Mm -hmm. realized that I need help. I'm gonna be embarrassed. Like, okay, but I'm just like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. And it was from that point in our marriage, um, at the time I was still a little shaky about my decision. I'll be honest. Mm -hmm my decision was like uh first of all i ain't get married to do this <laughs> like right. i didn't get married to do this whole um we gonna have to work this out and I, I ain't do all that because you know when you're thinking of marriage especially in a church like i felt like god owed me
0: right for sure but,
1: you know i had done right like i mm-hmm. i had done my stuff like i had waited till marriage to have sex mm-hmm. I, I had done all of this and then it was kind of like mm-hmm. God was like, okay, you being a little arrogant a little bit. Mm-hmm. You think that you don't have to go through just because?
0: And it was mm-hmm. in that moment
1: that everything that we were suppressing and that we were kind of like pushing to the side, but we literally had to sit down and work through. And one of those was boundaries. Mm-hmm. And that came boundaries with in-laws, boundaries with our circles. Um, what I just mm-hmm. wasn't gonna talk to people about.
0: Right. And I think that's
1: important when you're married. Um it, everybody's going to have lows. Everybody's Mm going to have lows. You're going to have points in your marriage where you're going to be like, all right, I'm out. If you don't, then you lie. (laughs) lie. (laughs) lie. are like, don't say, like, no, we're not going to sit here and act like I never wanted to be like, yeah, I can be single again.
0: Um, Right, right.
1: But it came a point in our marriage, it was just like, we got to make a decision. And when we started to make that decision, It's every day I realize that in order to have a healthy marriage, you have to make that same decision every day.
0: Right. It's the same. Well, talk talk a little bit about this idea of boundaries, right? Because it's so important, especially, you know, when you're coming together and you're merging two families, you know, how a person grew up, plays mm-hmm. a large part in how they conduct themselves in a marriage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Whatever they saw their parents do, a lot of times, unfortunately, they bring that into a marriage. How they interact with their siblings, yes. if there are things in their life that are that is unhealed, if mm-hmm. there was trauma, if there was uh, any type of abuse, whether it was verbal or physical, whatever you know. Whatever they saw is how they bring into a marriage. So that conversation about boundaries is so important because you know there are a lot of people, like I forestated, that have gotten divorced that maybe could have worked things out, maybe could have gotten to the point of making this decision to stay yeah. if there weren't so many negative influences speaking Mm -hmm. to them and I think that you know people have to understand what their role is especially when two people are getting married and that is speak from my own experience that sometimes that's hard for people to understand what their role is like that's great that you were the mom like that's great that you were the sister that's great that you auntie Pookie and whoever but like when the person gets married then their responsibility is now to this person this um person. their priority, not only their responsibility but their priority is supposed to be to the person that they marry and guess what if this person is my priority then i don't really have time to entertain what you think or feel about um i know me and you talked a- uh, about this earlier when we were talking and i said that you know, for me, I'm the oldest. I have two younger brothers. You know, our mom passed away 16 years ago. And so in that 16, in the past 16 years, both of my brothers have gotten married. And so when my mom died, I understood You know, my role as I'm the big sister, you know. Well, I was always the big sister, but you know, kind of stepping in somewhat to try to, you know, protect them and look out for them and kind of be not their mom because we were like in our 20s when our mom passed, but just you know, that the woman of in the family, you know. And so but I had a clear understanding, and I have a clear understanding of what my role is as their sister now that my brothers they're married men you understand know what i'm saying yeah. and so there was no part of me there is no part of me that has a desire to intrude into their business right yeah. number one they're grown number one they're grown let's just let's <laughs> We can really start and stop there right we can start and stop there
1: that could be the end of the discussion but
0: it's not right, always right but also the fact that they have a wife and so whereas i'm the sister right there's and no one can take my place i'm always be the sister you right. know but i understand and there's no competition there like yeah those are my sisters now and so I know just from experience and from things I've heard from other people that sometimes people get intimidated, you know, especially if it's maybe a mom or a sister or aunt type of situation, they may be intimidated when another woman comes in and they may feel like this woman has more influence on, you know, the man or whatever the case may be. Sometimes people don't understand boundaries and they don't understand what their role is now. You know, maybe you were maybe you were the person that they came to talk to about their issues and problems, but you said something really key. You said that your mom, even now, if you go and talk to her, your mom says, Nope, you need to call your husband because, yeah. and I'm, you know, speaking for her, she understands right. that, yes, I'm your yeah. mother, but you're a married woman. And so that situation, circumstance, It's whatever it is, that is something that you need to work out with your spouse. So, like, how do you come to that place? Because it has to be a mutual decision, you know? It has to
1: be a mutual decision. And it's hard. I'll be honest. It's hard. And especially for me, it was hard because my husband and I are from two entirely different places. Mm -hmm. So when I came into the picture, I came to where he was. Um, not intentionally, I came to school (laughs) and we just happened to meet, and I stayed. Um, but so I was coming to where he was, so it was different and it was hard for me because I was like the alien. Mm. So I was coming in like, everybody's like, who is this girl? Mm -hmm. Who is this girl that has his attention? She's now like his priority. He's he's doing things like, wait, who is who is she? You know, and everybody was like, whoa, 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 what, what's going on? Mm-hmm. And that was literally everybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm talking about what are now my in-laws church. Cause I mean, he grew up in the same church that we've been in, um, mm-hmm. that we now both attend since he was 13. Wow. So I'm coming in as this college girl, like, you know, I'm from up north. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, everybody's like, whoa whoa, who are you and what are right. you doing? So for us, we didn't start to do that until it was like that five-year range. Um, wow. We started to set boundaries. And I think that was, if I could have gone back and done anything when we first got married, it would have been to establish those boundaries from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like there was an unnecessary weight on me to prove myself. Yeah, jump, that is good. From the That's jump. Like it was like nobody really cared that mm-hmm. like what he was doing. It was mm-hmm. a listener. You have to prove yourself that you're good enough to be yeah. right. That you're yeah. that you're the one who's maturing. That you, it it wasn't
0: even about him at all. Listen, sing at my all. song because I, I love because I love what you just said. That there can be this intense pressure, especially if, pressure. You, if you are the person. Coming in Into. right because they've already established their life, their clique, their family, who they thought and he could marry. I mean, right. really the type of girl and they and thought he could marry, and even who they think the person is. And yeah, what I've often said to people is whether it's your son, niece, daughter, whoever that person, while you may know them, you don't, don't know them know very. You don't know they okay. are married because that's a yeah. whole totally different relationship. That's a whole totally different dynamic. That's a whole, mm-hmm. whole totally different. And then I think it was our age yeah. because there was this
1: gap. Like he went away to school. So he technically went, to sc- went away to school. So he was like two hours away from home. So I'm like, from the time he graduated from high school to the time that we actively started dating, he had been gone since he was 18. A lot had happened. So I'm learning, Kendall, in this, he's an adult.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: In their mind, they're like, he's still 13. Wow. And I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) What? (laughs) No, we don't do like, no, he doesn't really do that. And they're like, oh, well, how do you know? And I'm like, because that's my husband. Like, or before even before, it was like, because I know my husband. Like, but it was this dynamic. Um, and I tell people all the time, it was the same way with me. Um, of course, I come from a large family mm-hmm. and I come from a large family. So I, the problem that Kendall had to run, like ran into was that I was everybody's baby.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: and from my family, there's some of them probably on here. Maybe, or maybe mm-hmm. not. Um,
0: from my family, <laughs> <laughs> the
1: point was, I was everybody's baby, so he had to tread lightly. Mm-hmm. He needed to tread lightly because I was everybody's baby. um, mm-hmm. And then on the other side, like I said, he was like this golden child on his side. So it was, we were both coming into it having to establish boundaries. And that's the one thing that I would mm-hmm. say is like, if you're going to be in a marriage, you need to be in a marriage. Yeah. Like, be in the marriage, you make decisions together, you have conversations together, you do things together. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is literally our premise. Uh-uh, we operating in this together and we're blocking out all of the negative noise. I don't care who you are. Anybody will tell you that. Like my parents, I love them dearly, but when it comes to me and Kendall, it is me and Kendall. That's it. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't care who you are. It's me and Kendall.
0: But that's a level of that's a level of maturity, though. That that's a level of understanding. And it
1: came, and I will say, it did not come lightly. It was when we were in that spell where I was like, I'm about to lose my marriage. And what made me even more upset is I was about to lose my marriage, and it wasn't even our fault. Wow! It wasn't even us. Like it, it was outside forces. Like it wasn't even us that was. The problem per se, it was like, mm-hmm. I felt like we were in a situation. It was getting out of control and we didn't know what to do. So our marriage was about to end because we hadn't set boundaries from people that we're not mm-hmm. married to. Like we weren't married to them. So that's mm-hmm. the part that really started to like mess with my head because mm-hmm. I understood how people could get divorced and still love each other.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I was like,
1: Bruh, I feel like I really do love him. And I really mm-hmm. feel like he is my husband, but now I feel like we're about to divorce because there's so many outside forces. I don't even know what to do with that. Now, granted, his injury brought it to the surface, and he made the decision um, mm-hmm. to do that. And I feel like that's what saved our marriage. Because he mm-hmm. made it not just it mm-hmm. wasn't just I'm gonna make he made the decision to say, okay, you know what? We're gonna work at this. We're we're gonna. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this, and I know it's gonna take a while because there were some things that happened early in our marriage that I wasn't protected. And again, Mm -hmm. just messy. I've already discussed it with my husband. I'm very clear. He knows exactly what I'm gonna say.
0: Shout out! Shout out to Kendall! Shout out to Kendall! Shout out to Kendall! (laughs) Uh, But
1: early on in our marriage, a lot of things happened, and I wasn't protected by him. A Mm -hmm. lot of boundaries were crossed. And he didn't come to my defense because it was normal. Like, you know what I mean? When It was like, what am I supposed to do? So he didn't know what to do. So it was kind of like, mm, I'm going to just brush this under the rug. You know, she's a strong woman. So it was almost like he took my strength for granted mm-hmm. because he was like, she'll recover. But after years mm-hmm. of doing that, like, I was struggling. I was struggling.
0: Would like, that story starts- saying? It definitely first to weigh on you because you made a good point earlier by saying there's this unnecessary pressure right especially mm-hmm. if you are the person coming in to an environment mm-hmm. that is exclusively the other person right so yeah. i understand that like i moved away because i was in grad school and i stayed there so it's different when you yeah. are in that person's environment because then you have to try to navigate that space, right? You have to navigate that space. You're building, you're trying to build relationships with people that are in that family. And sometimes you do have that unnecessary pressure. Like marriage itself is going to come with its own challenges, right? It's going to come with its own challenges. It's going to come with its own situations and circumstances. And then on top of that, when you have, Family dynamic And if it's not your family How do you navigate That space and you said something you said Early on in the Marriage that you weren't Protected because what you Mean this is how my family operate But right. how right. your family is Operating is killing Our marriage so yeah. We got to make a We got to make a decision <laughs> Either You won't let the family destroy the marriage Or are you yeah. going to, like you said, put boundaries? And I love the fact that you said because it, you guys had to mutually come to a decision. And I always tell people that in a marriage, especially when you're looking at it from a perspective of being divorced, it, it's not going to work unless both people are committed. Both people have to be committed, both have, people have to make the decision that guess what? Maybe this is how it's been done. Maybe this is a generational thing, but I cannot allow this negativity, this toxicity, this dysfunction to now bleed into what I thought or, you know, what I hope, you know, God put together. So I think that's so, I
1: think that's key. And I do want to say that I don't think, I think that these are boundaries that every marriage has to, has to put in place. Um, Whether you come from a great family Or you come from a family that has some trauma Whatever it is, you have to do that So I do want that to be clear I'm not I am not having a conversation Talking about my in-laws Like they're such horrible people That's not it It's just a matter of We both had to have some adjustments Like I get that that's how your family works But that's not us Because I was coming from the other side of it And again, my parents have been married for almost 50 years but there were expectations that I was putting on my husband like he was my dad. Right. And it's like, mm, that's good. He's not a 60 year old man. like So there are some growth <laughs> that he has to have. There's some, you know, there's some growing up that he has to do, some maturing as a man that he has to do. But for me coming in it, you know, I'm daddy's little girl. So I'm coming in it with these expectations like you supposed to do. And he's like, I don't got it like that yet. What do you mean? (laughs) So it's both sides. It's literally you both coming to the conclusion of, okay, I understand how our families work, but I also understand what we're trying to do. And I think I shared Mm -hmm. this scripture with you earlier. Um, We always say the scripture, how can two walk together except they agree? But there is the Christian, I think it's the Christian standard version or the Christian English version or something. Um, It says, how can two walk together except they agree to do so? And I think that changes Mm -hmm. the dynamic of that scripture, because it's not just we're both saved, we both love God and we like each other. So now our marriage is going to flourish. That's not it. It's more so we Mm -hmm. are agreeing to wake up every day and to choose each other. And by choosing each other, that's Mm -hmm. whatever that means. That's whatever that means. Right. And that and that's Mm -hmm. a. It's not an easy place to get to. And when I'm saying this, because I know Mm -hmm. this is, I'm not my divorce and I haven't been divorced. Thank God. Mm -hmm. But I'm like, Mm -hmm. the reality of it is, is our low place could have very well been our ending. It could have very well been like, I'm, I'm not some special person. Um, that I get like a golden star because, you know, we made right. it through and somebody else had to divorce. Um, that's never how I carry this. But I share my story because I'm like, look, you can recover, but it takes work to recover.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like it's going to take some work right, to recover. Sure. Like there is some forgiving that has to happen. There are some boundaries that mm-hmm. have to be set and it has to be. I don't care what anybody else does. What happens in mm-hmm. my marriage, we will figure it out together that's it. Like we'll
0: figure it out together. Yeah. I love me and you have talked, um, to transition a little bit because you, you said this quite a few times about the challenges, right. That come in a marriage and all marriages face challenges. We'll use that word. Yeah. But talk a little bit about you know, when you say your vows for better or for worse, right? What does, because me and you have talked about this, right? This <laughs> idea of what worse really is, right? Because um, me and you, although I'm some years older than you, you know, we're <laughs> in the same kind of generation. There is, <laughs> there is this generation um, before us who... Believe that um a difference in what worse is, right? Yeah. We, me and we mean you have talked about, okay, how can we come through this difficult time? But there's a difference between this is my down period, you know, my husband's out yeah. of work or the financial hardship. There's a difference between going through those kinds of hardships and going through a situation where there may be verbal abuse or emotional abuse and mental abuse and um, physical abuse or, you know, what that kind of thing. And I think that there is this idea, um, because you just said it that, listen, I don't get a gold star because my marriage worked, you know, because we overcame that dark period because it was a decision that we both made. But there is this idea that, if you have gotten it's divorced, you know, so it's not right that either you didn't try hard enough, or guess mm. what, you should have str- you should have stayed in the struggle, you know. And right. most of the time, when people say that, it's not this idea of the challenge that you go through, because at the end of the day, marriage is going to be a challenge because it's two people individual to. people with their own ideas and thoughts and background and family and they have to merge those things merge together, together right merge them to together become to become one like you don't become one on the day of right
1: that we miss like it's become mm-hmm. one it did not say you were going right. to get married and you were going to be one <laughs> Like, you have to become Mm -hmm. one, and that's a lot. That's Mm -hmm. a whole lot. And to touch on your point of that, Mm -hmm. how do you know when it's a down and when it's over? Because that's the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it goes along the same lines of when somebody asks you how did you know it was the person you're supposed to marry, and you're like, you just know. I don't Mm -hmm. think that God ever will have us out here looking stupid. Mm -hmm. that's the reality of it God will not have us out here Mm -hmm. looking stupid so if we are in a situation we have to make a very uh, we have to kind of assess the situation and say okay God won't give me more than I can bear right so either God didn't give it to me or I'm not handling it well one of the two Mm -hmm. and that is a hard place to come to the reality of because both yeah. of those places hurt. Mm-hmm. If I'm in a marriage that I wasn't supposed to be in, that's hurt. If I'm in a marriage that I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be in, but I have to change, that's still hurt. Like it's it, both places are hurtful. Um, mm-hmm. so you have to really understand where you are and be truthful. Mm-hmm. And I think the difference between those is if you are able to communicate. Mm -hmm. and that's simply it i didn't say that you were able to have the answers i didn't say that Mm -hmm. it's going to be smooth sailing if you are not Mm -hmm. able to communicate with each other
0: Mm
1: -hmm. you might want to go talk to somebody Mm -hmm. because that's the bottom line because i feel like a lot of times that's what shifts it from this is just a down period to we're over Mm -hmm. if we can't communicate Mm -hmm. um and Kendall and I try to be really, really big on communication. And I yeah. think a part of marriages too is um, when we were in therapy, it's crazy because we were in therapy and our therapist is talking and I'm like, she's nailing this to a T. She talked about how mm-hmm. you go cycles. And we mm-hmm. sat down and it was the most amazing thing. We sat down and she told us both to write down like uh, what made us feel the most like disrespected or something. And then Mm -hmm. how did we respond when we felt that way? Mm -hmm. And you would not believe that we were in two different settings when we did this. And when it came together, our cycles literally lined up. If I didn't feel heard, if I didn't feel heard, I disrespected him. And if he Mm -hmm. felt disrespected, he didn't hear me. So she's like, wherever you end up in the cycle, you're just going to keep going. That's literally what's Mm going to happen. It doesn't matter if you disrespect him or you feel like whatever it is, you're going to end up there and you're going to keep going around here. So she's like, are you willing to break the cycle? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to break the cycle? And for us, that was hard. That was a hard thing because in order to break the cycle, it made us communicate in the middle of everything Mm -hmm. that was happening. So in that moment, when I was being real smart mouth, (laughs) because Mm -hmm. that's just my nature, I felt like I wasn't being hurt in that moment, he would have to stop and say, Alyssa, we're in the cycle. Mm -hmm. And it would stop me dead in my tracks. Because it was at that I felt convicted. So that's why I'm like, I feel like communication is the way to right. break the cycle. And for a lot of us, and we'll be honest, we're Black women, a lot of us, we're not taught to communicate how we feel. Mm-hmm. So what do we do, especially in a church? What do we do when we mm-hmm. are dealt with wrongly, when we are verbally abused, when we are, when somebody literally does us wrong, what are we taught? You pray over it and you keep going. hmm And that's it. And we take that into marriage. So we don't even talk to our husbands mm-hmm. about it. <laughs> like, we, mm-hmm. we aren't taught to communicate. So I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. if you can learn to communicate, some marriages will be saved. hmm but again, like you said, it takes two people to communicate. Like I can't talk to a brick mm-hmm.
0: wall. Right. So at
1: some point, mm-hmm. you gotta have some guidance. And I think a lot of that too, the other side of that is learning to communicate, but also communicating with people who can counsel you wisely.
0: Right. Because yeah. So you hard. you you yeah, you were going, you were going right where I was getting ready to <laughs> to, to ask yeah. you because. On the flip side, like we started in the beginning talking about the boundaries, right? And how it's important that you may have to keep certain people out of your marriage just because of whatever they are saying to you. But I know that you have shared with me in the past that during that low period in your life, you know, with you and Kendall, when divorce was literally on the table, you had to come together with. Good counsel and people mm-hmm. that could speak to the both of you, and to surround yourself with people that could speak life to you all individually and life to you together. And I think it's important to have discernment, right? Mm-hmm. Um, on who can speak to you because. There are Absolutely. some people out here giving. There are some people out here giving advice because they feel like, "Well, I've been married forty years, or I've been married thirty years." You're Not happily married, but you, you're not happily married, and you kind of like. No, we don't want to hear that. You, you should just not be giving people advice. I mean, because being married forty years and fifty years, like sometimes people just marry because where else you gonna go? For real, I mean, where and you're seventy. You So I think it's important, I think it's important to really let God show you who has the ability to speak to your specific circumstance, to speak to, you know, where you are at, you know, in your relationship to, to, to help you. Yeah. Yeah. And I
1: think it's important, too, is like you said, you got to have counsel with people that you aspire to be like. Um, Mm. I think a lot of times, I posted something earlier this week, and I talked about how some of our friendships, we're we're friends with people out of vicinity, not out of honor. Mm. And I think that also comes with counsel, too. Sometimes we think that because people are in our vicinity that they're just automatically supposed to be the people we talk to about marriage. And that's not necessarily true. Um, we were fortunate enough that our <laughs> marriage mentors <laughs> uh, were good mm-hmm. friends of ours, but they were very honest and they knew us. So mm-hmm. it was somebody that could say to me, if I came and was like, you know, because I'm going to do da 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 and she'd be like, Alyssa get out your face <laughs> right get out I- your fearsome. and i need you to calm yourself down and when you're ready to talk we can talk through this reasonably right now you're not hearing anything i'm saying mm. i could take it because she knew me well enough to know i had already shut down i had already made up in my mind what i was doing and she's like there's no point in me talking to you but having relationships wow. with people it helps you to understand that. Cause she could be like, go calm down, call me tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about this again tomorrow. Um, so right. even with that wise counsel, it comes with people that know you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot yeah. of times we, um, sometimes people are against, you know, people that are single, you know, talking to them about your marriage. Um, and I agree with that. To an extent, but I also think that there are single people who knew you before marriage who can also tell you. Even if I don't go into detail, mm-hmm. they can tell you, you're in your feelings.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You might want to rethink that.
0: Yeah.
1: So just being around people that are going to tell you the truth—they're not going to sugarcoat
0: it. Yeah, it's important to know too. You know, when when we talk about. Sound counsel is important to understand. That it's also good to have unbiased counsel I mean, too, I, as well, because ain't, there are you ain't two, got no right, you ain't right got there, in the game. You don't care, right? <laughs> at the end of the day, right? Maturity understands because for me, you know, all my life I've kind of been a person that people can come to to talk to. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a part of it is because at the end of the day, I'm gonna just put it in this bag that's like I don't care because you know that's their business <laughs> type situation. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that I don't care about the situation, no. but like
1: I'm not, but it's you know, not my load to carry,
0: right? It's not my load, and and I am mature enough to know that sometimes people just need a sounding board for just a minute, they that's need it. to, be, they need to be able to say what they want to say, unfiltered, and they know, you know, Nakia is not going to disperse that information to anybody else, yeah. and I say to her, she's going to hold it, and then she dumping it later, you know, so right. I think it's important to have people in your life that aren't going to play both sides of the fence, and that's yeah, what, that's, that's, that's what any relationship, any relationship that in your life, because for me, I have learned the very hard way that people that, that straddle the fence, there's mm-hmm. no loyalty there because yes, they're so. going to roll with whatever conversation suits their mood at the at that particular time, and so Absolutely. not just having that sound, that sound counsel that the people that know you that can speak to you. In a way, you know, that, okay, this person, okay, she checked me, but she checked me for my good. Let me, let me oh, calm my myself let, down let, and let come me, back. Right. right and, and let me i when
1: I'm at a place
0: right. that I can because it. Because everybody can't make me do that. Yeah. Right. And everybody, I think you posted this a while back. You said that as much as you want to believe, everybody is not in your corner. And I think mm-hmm. that goes back to what you were talking about that just because they're in your proximity doesn't yeah. mean that they are the voice that should be speaking voice that's supposed life. to carry you through the season. That ain't it. Right, exactly. And and, and it, I, what I've I learned yeah. what
1: I've learned in the last like two years of my life is that I have been connected with people that I ain't never thought in my life that you would at all be speaking to any point in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. But God has a way of doing that. Um, He has a way of absolutely positioning people in your corner that can help you and that can kind of maneuver Mm -hmm. you through seasons. Mm -hmm. And I think um, one of the things that is important is I'm an advocate for, if you are a good friend, you'll be a good spouse and that's just if you're a good friend you'll be a good spouse um and by mm-hmm. good friend i mean if you have healthy friendships you have mm-hmm. a healthy marriage too because all marriage does is accentuate mm-hmm. who you already are mm-hmm. it, it just accentuates who you already are um wow so, that's good. because i found that issues i was fixing in my marriage i also needed to fix in my friendships Like, I also Mm, needed, like, if I needed to communicate with my husband better, I realized that I was also a poor communicator as a friend.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: If I needed to settle myself to hear what my husband was saying before I responded, we have this thing now where we say we listen, um, we listen to hear, not to respond and mm. a problem I, that was me yeah. like I'm listening and I'm ready with my response already as soon as we start talking right. but I was doing the same thing in my friendships if there was a conflict I wasn't hearing what they were saying I was wow. ready with my response you're offended yeah. yep I got why you're offended and I'm gonna tell you and it's like girl you ain't even listening to anything <laughs> you're saying. like you haven't heard a right. thing said. and as a matter of fact what you mm. thought they were offended about is not even what they were offended about Right, right. So it, it it all boils down to it. I think in marriage in general like we have to be healthy communicators. And I feel like even Jesus was a good
0: communicator. Yeah. And we have to
1: take that from him. Um I cannot call myself a child of God um and operate in something in marriage that God honors. Um if he honors it that means he got some weight on it like mm-hmm. you don't you don't honor something and you're not willing to go to bat for it. Mm-hmm. So the fact is that God goes to bat for marriage. Mm-hmm. But God is not going to beat you over the head either. Right. No, beat you over the head and try to make sure that you know no, you were in this marriage, you are going to do right. You know, telling your husband, you are going Right. You got to make mm-hmm. You got to make a decision. It's the same thing Mm -hmm. with salvation. If I have to make a decision to confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that he is Lord, Mm -hmm. like what makes you think that I don't have to confess with my mouth (laughs) that my marriage will prosper, that I have to believe in my heart that my marriage is going to. What makes you think that I don't have to do that If the very basis of my salvation is based on that? I have Mm -hmm. to make a choice. If salvation Mm -hmm. is a choice, so is my marriage. So is me being a good person. So is me communicating Mm -hmm. well. And I think that's where we get it lost, like that marriage is ministry. And there was a certain Mm -hmm. way you handle ministry. Mm -hmm. When I stopped looking at my husband like he was the enemy, Mm -hmm. it was a lot easier. It was a lot Mm -hmm. easier. When I started to realize, okay, this man is not trying to hurt me. Mm
0: -hmm. And I feel
1: like that is what we talked about when you know how when to walk away. And when to kind of be like, okay, this is down or whatever, is if at any point, I cannot say that my husband's not the enemy. And I feel like you and I talked about, you know, red flags and things that are going. Like, God is not going to leave you out here just to leave you out here. For sure. He's not just going to be like, well, he is in a marriage. All right, whatever. Mm -hmm. I'm going to just let her ride it out, Kia. Like, he's not going to keep telling you that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you and I talked about earlier, like he's not going to keep doing that. Mm-hmm. He's not going to be like, "Uh, what, you praying, Lord, help me. He's like, you do it. Mm-hmm. Like you make a decision, whatever mm-hmm. that decision is. You know what I mean? And I think that's just a part of it. Like that. Well, life, Go ahead. I was going to say
0: our life, what you just said is so profound because our life is a choice. You know, the yeah, Bible right. talks about you know God setting before us good and evil right and he said I would that you would choose right I would that you would choose but at the end of the day that's why we have free will you know even sometimes the marriages that we get ourselves into because we get ourselves into the marriage (laughs) and they weren't God ordained marriage they were because you was being hot you know, you was, you know, out here trying to prove some point or whatever, whatever plethora of reasons, you know, that people get married when it's not a God ordained marriage. Um, Those are choices too, that, that we make. Yeah. And it's so, it's so important to realize that what are you going to choose? You know what I'm saying? It's just like What's you just said, it's just like salvation, you know, like, are you going to, to, to be high and cold. Like one day is, one day I'm, I'm for it. The next day I'm not riding for one day. I'm, you know, I'm here. I'm that, you know, it's, it's all of those things that can wear down, you know, because you can have one person that's choosing and the other person, like we said before, that's not choosing. It's it's never going, it's never going to work when the two people are at opposite sides, unless somehow God intervenes. And I am a firm believer that God can intervene and God can fix even marriages that are broken or whatever the case may be. But it has to be his will and the two people have to come in alignment too with this is how it's going. This is how it's going. Yeah, and, it's going. Yeah. and, and the that, truth for the matter also is sometimes. And uh, uh, one of my aunts said this to me. She said, "Nikia, honestly, also the truth for the matter is sometimes the God's will is that you're not supposed to be with that person." And and, and, and that, that sometimes be, it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: And I think that. And I know that's, that's hard so awesome. to say, It's hard
0: church. to say. It's,
1: it's hard that. to say. It's hard to say because. And I think sometimes this we could talk for a whole nother two hours about this, because I think You're sometimes right. we over spiritualize marriage, too. Mm-hmm. We over spiritualize the idea of marriage um, that mm-hmm. uh, because the Bible explicitly says he that finds a wife, mm-hmm. a wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I mean, he has a choice. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a lot of them out here. Um he finds a wife. Um, it doesn't say he that finds his wife. Uh, it said he that finds a wife. Um, there's mm-hmm. a choice in it, and I think sometimes mm-hmm. we over spiritualize it. You know, like God's gonna have a. It's everything's not gonna be this Adam and Eve kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. God gonna put Adam to sleep and then he gonna take his rib and be like, <laughs> it ain't always gonna be that 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 uh, divine. Mm Um, so I think in doing that, sometimes we operate in everything in our marriage, all of that, we operate with this immature faith. And I think we talked about it earlier and I'm like, it's this Mm -hmm. immature faith that doesn't realize that God will do what you can't do, not what you won't do. Um, a lot Mm -hmm. of marriage is what I will do. Like Mm -hmm. what I choose if I'm going to do it or if I'm not going to do it, that's me. Mm-hmm. God steps in mm-hmm. with this stuff that I can't help. Like stuff that's mm-hmm. beyond my control. All of that. But I think sometimes mm-hmm. we'll sit and pray. Like you said, sometimes it is God's will. That that ain't that ain't the mm-hmm. one I sent you to. Uh but mm-hmm. we'll say because we're like, God, I'm expecting you to make
0: mm-hmm. this cup,
1: get up and walk. But it's mm-hmm. like you still have a choice, you have a command. The Bible says, Delight yourself mm-hmm. in the Lord, and He will give. You, the desires of your heart. And I always right. like to take that scripture in its context, though. If mm-hmm. I delight myself in the Lord, He will give my heart what to desire.
0: Right. There's a difference in that.
1: There's a difference in that.
0: Um, There's a big like, difference because sometimes we desire things that are outside of the will of God. You know, yeah, and sometimes when we say when you're that saying, scripture. I, I
1: We always said it like, he's going to give me the desires of my heart. No, he's going to give me the desires of my heart. (laughs) As in like, he's going to give my heart what he desires.
0: Yeah, and it's in prayer and in seeking him is where we find out what is his will for my life. life? And sometimes, you know, we get into situations where we praying but you you talked about it in in communication with friendships we praying but we don't really want to hear what God's saying like mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. when you was when you was dating that person God was like eh, eh, nope. eh, eh, eh. <laughs> nope. you know but you know <laughs> nope. was, you was like I'm praying I'm praying you mm-hmm. know but was you really praying like you was just saying what you wanted to say but you wasn't really listening to the voice of God and so God. and I you think know, that's what I it all boils down to, down to.
1: I think that's what it all boils down to in marriages, friendships, life, people in general. Like, if we would submit ourselves to the will of the Father, wow. a lot of our wrestling and a lot of our mm-hmm. tension in life would disappear. It wouldn't be a question about it because we would be so in tune with the Father that, like, I don't have to ask if God is telling me this, I know what He's saying. Wow. But I think because mm-hmm. as a whole, as a people, we are not committed to the Father. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard for us to even understand when it's time to leave. Because mm-hmm. you think about it. In the mm-hmm. Bible, there were not many times where if God spoke, they acted like they didn't hear him. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. many times that he spoke that it was going to be like... Mm-hmm. Well, God, did you say it wasn't it? Like, that wasn't happening. But I feel Mm -hmm. like now, because there's so much stuff, there's so many distractions, there's so many other things. Like, it's hard for us to block out what everyone else is saying. And okay, God, what is Mm -hmm. it that you're saying to me? And that goes back to my marriage. There are times that I literally block out everyone. Wow. I don't ask advice from anyone. Bishop Hilliard said, Mm. once I consult with God. Um, no, is once I hear from God, I consult with man no more.
0: Wow. And that
1: thing wrecked me <laughs> because I'm like, wow. I think a lot of times you have got to block out what everyone else is saying. That's even inside of marriage. Mm-hmm. I got to block out what everybody else is saying. God, what are you trying to say to me? Mm-hmm. What are you trying to say to me as a wife? What, what am I supposed to be doing? And Mm -hmm. I feel like that's when the scripture should be applicable. A sanctified woman sanctifies her husband. Like that's when it's applicable because I am so before the father. There is nothing I will do in my marriage that will go against the will of the father. Mm -hmm. There's nothing I will do in my marriage. I'm so so intentional about doing what he said. And I think if we Mm -hmm. all got to a place in our personal lives with that, marriages would be able to flourish because you'd have two people right. that are in tune with the father. But it mm-hmm. happens like when we get off. You know what I mean? Like when we get low, like, wait a minute. <laughs> I don't know what you said, Lord. All right, let's stop what we're mm-hmm. doing and let's do this. Like Kendall and I will absolutely, when we have things come up in our marriage, because there was a time recently where I was I was very cranky. Like, and it seemed like I had a mm-hmm. short fuse with everything. And mm-hmm. I shared this with you. Um, long story mm-hmm. short, we came to realize that I had thyroid issues. Mm-hmm. Which, of course, a part of thyroid issues is you are irritable. There mm-hmm. was something wrong with my body that I didn't even know was wrong with my body. Wow. But once we settled and said, okay, God, what is it? Literally, from the time we prayed it, mm-hmm. I had blood work like the next week. And then it it started to make sense why I was so irritable. But I'm like, but if you're not in tune with the father, like you're going to miss a lot. And we have to be honest Mm -hmm. about where we are, even in our marriage. Mm -hmm. Like, we got to be honest about where we are. I think you talked about it. You were like, yeah, I need it to go.
0: That's just Mm -hmm. the reality of it. Mm -hmm. Like,
1: that's where you were. Sometimes that is his will. Mm Hmm. But Mm -hmm. we have to be honest about where we are. And if we're not honest, nothing will ever work. Our marriages, our friendships, nothing is going to work because God is not going to be able to talk to us beyond ourselves.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love love that part that you're saying. Yeah, I love that part that you're saying about being honest with ourselves about where Mm -hmm. we are, right? Mm -hmm. And now me being on this side, of it back into yeah. this single, you know, whatever, you know, whatever you call the people that was married and that <laughs> cause I'd be like, I'm single, but like I've been married. So it's like, I'm married oh, single, so like single? I'm I don't know, single. <laughs> I don't know single what that's again. called, you know, we need a name for it, single again. We need a name for it, but also realizing too, the value of my relationship with God, right? And being able to be okay with God's no to say, and uh-uh, that's not it yeah. and not bucking against and being like, but I need somebody because I don't want to be alone because I'm 40 and I feel like whatever, you know, it's being able to be settled yeah. in my spirit to say when it is, when is the right time, when it is the person <laughs> that God right has time. for me, It's going to happen the way God wants it to happen and when, you know, he wants it to happen. But in the meantime, I don't just stop my life. Like I'm out here doing what I need to do. I'm out here building, developing, growing my relationship with God, building, developing, growing my personal self, you know, being uh, like you talked about self uh uh examining my own self to see okay what areas do i need to still grow develop and change so that the next time around i won't make the same mistakes the next time around i'll be able to hear god yeah. very clearly i think going into a marriage where you are both because it's one thing to say oh this person know god you know because they go to church but it's right. a lot of people that go to church that's not in relationship with God. And so just understand. <laughs> they don't know that man. Yeah, you know, know that understanding, man. understanding that that is now a priority for me. Yeah, Because a man that cannot submit to God, how is he going to lead me? Like, you can't I even know. submit to God. Like, it's not, it's, it's, it's a no for me. No, this and- has been, this has been, Go ahead. Go
1: ahead. I was going to say it's it go the same lines of like so much because I think it's just important. Like the bottom line is you genuinely have to be at a place where you know where you are in God. And being, being, <laughs> me being married is different because I'm like, I've spent most of my adult life married. Mm. so for me it's different because i didn't experience that having to chase after god for yourself entirely um it was only a few short years and then i was Mm -hmm. married so then it was i yes i have to consult the lord but i also have to honor my husband so it's always been a juggle for me so i always tell Mm -hmm. single people that whether you're single again or single the first time like whatever it is i'm like You have an opportunity to have uninterrupted time with God. Mm -hmm. I don't have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. Because there Mm -hmm. are some things that even if God tells me, I still have to bring it to my husband. Right. It still has to do another pass through. Mm -hmm. Right. Beyond what he said to me, I still got to pass through him. So I'm like, don't look Mm -hmm. on those moments. Um, That's just encouragement to you. Like You have an opportunity wide open to have uninterrupted Mm -hmm. time with God. And that's not Mm -hmm. a bad place to be in,
0: at all. Absolutely, absolutely. Because this interrupted, uninterrupted time with God is going to prepare me to be the wife that I'm supposed to be to the man that He's going to send to me. I love that man. It's been so bomb. I love it. I love love it. I want you to just. I want you to just close us out. You know. I know this is. I am not my divorce. And, you know, we're on here to just encourage, you know, those that have gone through this process so that they know that they're still worthy of love, that God still sees them, that there's still value in them and that God is a God of second chances. Maybe you've been divorced yeah. multiple times. So God is whatever chance you need him to be in this time in your life. Yeah. <laughs> in time of yeah. your life. But, you know, my this is my heart to know that you know what sometimes we do have to make difficult decisions for lots of different reasons some we're able to articulate out loud some we're not but god my mom used to say it to us growing up all the time that god sees all and he knows all and there may be things that you cannot say to man you can't utter to man but god knows so If you could just close us out, however you feel led to close us uh, out on tonight, we'll be done.
1: Yes. So, um, like you said, you are anyone that has been divorced. You are worthy Mm -hmm. of love. Um, And one, the one thought I will leave with you is that I want you to carry this with you forever and ever and ever. Is that God wastes nothing. There is nothing Mm -hmm. that God has created. Nothing that God has done. Not Anything that God has allowed to happen that he will not use for his glory, um, period. And a lot of times that looks ugly. Yeah. That's whether it's divorce, whether it's um, I'm just in a place where I can't hear God, um, whether it's a place that I've lost a lot. Um, mm-hmm. God still uses that because we have the privilege of serving a God who creates something out of nothing all the time. So if I have nothing, Mm -hmm. um, if you feel like you have nothing, that's actually a perfect Mm -hmm. opportunity for God to do what Mm -hmm. he does because he works best with nothing. Mm -hmm. Every miracle that we've seen God perform, it was with nothing Mm -hmm. and he did something. So never think that having nothing, um, is a bad place because it's always an opportunity Mm -hmm. for God to do his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, and he will not leave you or forsake you. Um, he will not give you um, desires and then dangle them in your face. Um, wow. I think that sometimes when we don't get what we're asking from God, that's a lot of times how we feel like that God is playing with mm. us. Um, wow. And he's not. He's not. It's just that God has an eagle an eagle's eye view of your life. Mm -hmm. And we can't see that far up. We can't see Mm -hmm. that far out. We can't see that far wide. So don't take out your disappointment Mm -hmm. on God. Mm -hmm. Because again, he's never going to give you something and not be able to produce something from it.
0: Wow. So good. Seed
1: is a seed. (laughs) And sometimes when we're planting, um, as you are a seed, and sometimes in those dark seasons, I often think about a seed. And a lot of times we spend a lot of time talking about the harvest. Um, And I'll be finished after I say this. A lot of times we spend time talking about the harvest, but we don't spend time talking about what that seed experiences um Mm -hmm. that seed gets buried in complete Mm -hmm. like so good there is nothing that like it sees no light
0: Mm -hmm.
1: it uh can't really testify to what's happening around it Mm. all it knows is that it is getting the nutrients that it needs Mm -hmm. That's all that seed has to go on. And a lot of times in our lives, I think we are that seed where we're buried in the dirt, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the dirt. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And that dirt isn't always, even if you're talking about farming, that dirt isn't just dirt. Like Mm -hmm. it's dirt. It's waste. um, It's it's like yucky.
0: Mm-hmm. But once
1: that seed goes into the ground, it's covered.
0: Yeah, that's good. It's covered.
1: And I think a lot of times we forget that even as a seed, I'm covered. It's when yeah. the harvest comes that I got to fight for it, you know, that I yeah. have to talk mm-hmm. about, I have to protect myself from the birds, you know, that are flying, the animals, they're keeping But while I'm a seed, mm-hmm.
0: I'm covered. Yeah. I'm covered. Man, that's so good.
1: And I think that's mm-hmm. important. So, if anyone that is on here that is going through, um, you're single, you're not married, or you've been through a bad relationship, because sometimes relationships mm-hmm. breakups can feel just like divorce. Yeah. Um. So just remember that although this is a dark season, you're still a seed mm-hmm. and you're covered. And when it's time for you to break through out of this, um, you'll mm-hmm. have gained enough that you'll have enough footing mm-hmm. to grow. And that's the part that I want you to remember.
0: So good. So good. Oh, I love that so much. I'm a seed and I'm covered. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Until the next episode, I pray wholeness and healing on your journey.